Securities offered through Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Carson Partners, a division of CWM, LLC, is a nationwide partnership of advisors. This is The Way to Wealth with host Scott Ford, a jiu-jitsu fighting, woodworking, beekeeping entrepreneur who is also the managing director, partner, and wealth advisor of Carson Wealth. Financial freedom is the goal, and clarity and simplicity is how we'll get there. Let's get to it. This is Way to Wealth. Hello, and welcome back to the Way to Wealth podcast, where we're all about making money simple, allowing you to focus on living fully and doing that today. I have a real treat for you today. Welcoming back on the podcast, the Bonnie Belly. Welcome back, Bonnie, to the Way to Wealth. Thank you, Scott. It's always fun to be here. Let's do this. So we had talked about discussing the different types of financial advice out there, different type of financial firms and how they advise, as well as different fee structures or cost in working with those firms. So we agreed we'd talk about that today. And I have lots coming going through my mind that I want to share, but I want to open it up and see yeah. What, what's your experience and what are your thoughts on different types of financial advice? And as people listening to this, what should they be aware of, the different types of firms, and then the different types of pricing for those firms? Yeah, there's a whole lot there to unpack. And, and we're going to do all of that on the show today. But I kind of want to start with the cost of it all, because this is a common conversation I end up having. Um, a client's looking to work with us. They want to understand what the fee structure is. They've talked to other advisors. They're hearing things all over the place. And it's complicated because there's different ways that fees can be charged. Um, and, and that's what I want to dig into. But before we get into that, I really want to understand your perspective on cost versus investing, because you have a unique way of thinking about fees, particularly when you're working with financial professionals. So I thought I'd start there and kind of get you to tell us a little bit about your philosophy on when you hire a professional, how do you look at that fee that you're paying them and what's what do you expect out of it? Yeah, I, this this is important to me and it matters and it may sound like semantics and it may be like, yeah, whatever. It truly is how I think about it, not just in our industry, in everything I do, I do not look at it as a cost. I do not look at it as a fee. I look at it as an investment. My time, all of it, I look at it as an investment. There are good investments and there are not so good investments. So when I look at if we were to just talk about the investment world, uh, well, let me back up. Let's just talk about building a house because we built a house several years ago. Going into this, there's all kinds of different pricing models. There's some people that get paid uh, maybe some uh, uh, commissions or kickbacks off of the material that you buy. There's some that do charge by the hour. There's some that would flat fee it and say, this is what it would be to, to build the house and we're going to oversee and GC it. All kind, and then there's hybrids, a blend. I didn't really have a preference on which one. There's two things important for me in that. Number one, transparency. We ended up going through two different contractors with false starts because they weren't transparent. They, there were baked in costs that they were getting kickbacks on on the material. And I don't care if that's happening. Tell me and I'll understand you're getting compensated for it. So what's important to me is what is my all in investment, not cost or fee, and be transparent about that. And then let me know how I benefit from it. 
It's not that complicated. It's the same in the investment world. So there's all kinds of different ways people are paid, which we're, we will unpack. And if I'm listening to this, here are my two questions. Number one, I wanna know what it is. If it's a commission, if it's a fee based on assets, if you're charging me by the hour or you're charging me flat fee, it doesn't matter. Be transparent, show me all in. And how do I benefit from that? If I'm getting more benefit for that investment, I'll take it. Let me give you another example. I've heard it asked before the difference between someone working an hourly job, maybe starting out at McDonald's or a hedge fund manager that makes a million dollars a year. How can one human being be that much more valuable? Well, if the hedge fund manager is doing such a good job, and maybe it's a two and 20, some hedge funds, 2% a year and it's 20% um, out of the gate. That's like, that's crazy. That's expensive. Is it? It depends. If they're bringing value that no one else is out there to bring, and I'm not saying this, this is a given, but if they are and you're making, let's just throw something out there, double that 40% or something, I'll do that all day long. And if they're able to bring that value and the person at McDonald's cannot, that's the that price is. discrepancy. So I don't care which it is. It's just, what is it? all in and how do I benefit from it? That's my question. Yeah, I agree. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned McDonald's because there is a, this is kind of where I started changing my thinking around fees. Um, there was a, a study done by a Harvard professor and he worked with McDonald's marketing company. And I, I'm sure you've heard the story because it's something that Vern Harness shares through scaling up methodology. And this is where I learned it. Um, he went in to try and help them. They wanted to sell more milkshakes. And he really was trying to break down how they could market to sell more milkshakes. And what he found out through tons of research, he talked to a lot of different people and everything, is that it's really about what is the job that you're hiring something to do. And it so that changed my thought on fees because it breaks down to, like you said, everything in my life, not just financial professionals, but anybody that I interact with or anything that I'm going to purchase. What is the job I'm hiring it to do? And is it going to satisfy that job? And if it is, what is the value of that job to me? Well, that's what I'm going to pay for. And so when I, I when that for whatever reason that clicked in my brain and it made me realize that to your point, yes, there are professionals out there that are going to cost a decent amount of money, but the value that they add, if it's head and shoulders above anybody else in the field, or if it's so different and unique, it's something that really fits what I'm looking for. Well, then isn't it worth it? It's an investment. So I, I thank you for sharing that with us because I feel like that's a really core concept you got to get before we can start digging into how fees are charged. Right. Yeah. And I think we can kind of transition and talk now about the different types of services in this industry and how fees are charged for each. Yeah. So, I think that's a good place to start though. You're, you're talking about it and it's rich. I want to say Christensen because that's our buddy there in Utah and it's not that, but it's close is the guy that wrote that book. And it is uh, he just recently uh, passed a couple of years ago, but it is why, what is the job? that to be done. Uh, and I think that's a, that's a great question. If you're going to outsource and look for help when it comes to wealth management, what's the job you're trying to solve for? What are you looking? What's the job that needs done? What's the real true pain point? And this gets back to that time and space to really get to the bottom of the iceberg, getting real clear. What are you trying to solve for? Right. And this, and this is where you get gaps in your relationships to potentially in wealth management, because you may be coming in to solve, you want to beat the S&P 500. But 
that no one's clear on that. And then maybe you think that's what you're wanting to solve for, but that's not really what you're wanting to solve for. You're wanting peace of mind and comfort. Now you have income in your check each and every month and you're good, but yet you're saying you want to beat the S&P 500 and have those type of returns. That's two very different things. So being clear on what the job is to be done on both sides, the client and the wealth management firm, I think that is the best starting point. So with that, this is the structure. Let me just lay it out like this. And we draw this, we have a video, we can put a link to it and, or, or send it out. It's basically uh, a triangle. And if you just look at the bottom of the triangle, remembering, let's just talk about transparency, that's the key. And then what's the value for you? The first is, let's just say, do-it-yourselfers, people that want to do it on the own. That's great. And they could do their own taxes, they could do their own estate planning. You could do that online as well. I'm not saying I recommend any of this. You could. You can manage your own money. Um, you could do your own insurance. You could do all these things on your own and do it yourself first. And so if you look at that pricing model, I don't know, it's probably hundreds of dollars to try to do draft your document online. And maybe you could do your taxes for a couple hundred dollars with TurboTax. And maybe you could manage the portfolio with Vanguard and low or some sort of index fund for 25 to 50 basis points. And that's about what you're going to pay ballpark. And if you're a do-it-yourselfer, have at it. No judgment there. Some people love it. And, and here's the key I would say. We're all unique in our makeup, our own investor or unique DNA sequence. If yours is super interested in this stuff, because the risk is not in the investment, it's in the investor. So if you're going to read and listen to podcasts and talk to people and you're just voracious about it, have at it. If not, then you might want to consider delegating it. And then this is what that looks like up from do it yourself. A lot of people are, are investment managers. They say they're financial planners, they're investment managers. They want to manage your portfolio. You need to know that. And then pricing for that, they're going to charge one to two and a half percent, somewhere in that ballpark to manage your portfolio. That's typically what you're going to get is portfolio manager, management, manage your money. It's not a good or bad thing. That's just the next rung up on the ladder. That's not full financial planning, though. Typically, to get that, you go up another rung. They still will typically charge to manage the portfolio if you choose to have them manage it, and they will charge separate to do a financial plan. And I believe that's key because you want to separate that because if you start putting it together, you're really just focusing on managing money, right? If they're going to charge a separate fee, you don't have to manage the money. Now, again, you're transparent. You know what you're getting for it. Then typically here, you got a CFP, Certified Financial Planner, and it's normally one person, maybe a couple people in the office, but you're dealing with one person. That's the third rung. Do it yourself or investment, financial planning. Then next rung is more like wealth management. What's the difference? Well, with wealth management, it's truly a team. There's various people of expertise, you're going to have a certified financial planner, and then you're going to probably have someone who likes tax, and then you're going to have someone probably who likes estate planning. So they're working more as a team. Not You're not just working with one advisor. Typically, all these experts are in that team. They may have other experts that have more niche, but they have most of the expert expertise needed on the team. They also could offer, well, you know, to manage the money and do that for a fee, but you're really working collaboratively as a fee. Everyone's focused on their God-given strengths, and you're getting the benefit of that collaboration. Lastly, at the top of the pyramid is what we call VFO or virtual family office. Here, yes, they can manage assets as well. Yes, they have certified financial planners. 
Yes, they have wealth management people or that have an area expertise on the team. And they typically have experts that they work with for years throughout the country, like tax attorneys and CF or, or uh, CPA firms and insurance professionals that they build a really good uh, network in and that they that you're getting best in class advice because of technology, you have access to them. So for that, there's different pricing structures. So I mentioned do it yourself is more like what I say, 25 to 50 basis points if you're going to do it online and whatever it was for the other services. Investment management, typically 1%. This is a fee for your portfolio up to two and a half. Here's the key. It's not just the fee to the advisor. What's the fund expense? What's the trading cost? You want to know all in costs. You're probably closer to the two and a half if you look at that. Financial planning, same one to 2.5. However, there's typically an additional fee for the actual planning. You want to know what that is. Wealth management, same, one to two and a half to manage. And then typically a fee. Normally with this type of firm, it's a flat fee. You're going to pay X amount a year, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 a year. And then VFO, same thing. One to two and a half, you're going to pay 20,000 typically or up per year to have access to this virtual family office. And the bottom line, you just want to transparently know what it is and how you benefit. So I threw a lot out. Let me pause and see what you are thinking. Yeah. So I think that that was a really good explanation of how the different levels operate and kind of provide fees. And I would say that transparency on what you're paying all in cost is critical. There's another piece of that that's really important. It's understanding exactly what kind of services are you going to get, because not all investment advisors are created the same. Not all financial planning firms operate the same. So you want to dig in a little more and ask a little more questions about the services that are going to actually be provided for the fees that you're going to be paying as well. For instance, uh, there are a lot of financial planning firms out there that will do basically a, a retirement cash flow analysis. They're essentially going to look to see what kind of income do you need in retirement? What kind of assets do you have? And can your assets provide the income you're going to need? And that's what they're going to consider to be financial planning. And you know, if you have worked a job, you put your money in your 401k, you know, you that may be what you need is just to provide income for you. But once you have a business or you start getting into more complicated life scenarios, maybe you have some really interesting estate planning needs that that you need to make sure are going to be considered. Um, maybe you're in a really high tax bracket. And so there's some more in-depth tax planning that needs to happen. So you want to make sure they're not only transparent with you about the fees they're going to charge and how you're going to pay those fees. You also want to make sure you understand exactly what are the services you're going to get, because that's how you can evaluate. Is this a, the investment I want to make or should I keep looking? And, and I just wanted to point that out because I think it's really critical to understand the services that you're getting for the fees that you're paying. And then I also wanted to break down a little bit too, because you kind of mentioned a couple of things in there, you know, assets under management fees, or you know, fees for investing your assets and then different types of fees. And I know the way we are compensated can seem a little confusing when we first explain it to a client because there is a, a minimum fee we're going to take for the year that we need to make in order to put the time into the way to wealth process. But that minimum fee can be paid in a few different ways. And so I thought maybe we could talk about some of those different ways that fees come in to help people understand a little clearer when they're hearing these terms, they go in and speak to their financial professional and they're hearing BIPs and they're hearing 1% of assets or flat fees or even commissions. Exactly. What does that mean? Where's that money coming from? So yeah. can you talk a little bit about that? So let's just talk about the top tier. Let's just talk about virtual family office. Cause that's typically, 
you know, the, you know, ideal avatar client for us as a business owner, entrepreneur, 5 million to hundred million in revenue, uh, or in assets for the founder or, or uh, CEO. And with this virtual family office network, we start at 20,000, typically 20,000 to 36,500, depending on how you pay it, depending on the complexity, that's the bottom line to get started with us. And then that could go the whole way up to 100,000, depending on what the needs are, right? Again, it's an investment. How do you benefit from that investment? Why this makes sense this is your this is the investment to work with us and here's what you're going to get for that investment. Oh, and by the way, when we're done planning and giving recommendations, if we end up managing assets because it's in your best interest and you like what you see and that is 1% or whatever that pricing structure happens to be, which also varies, that comes out of that 20,000 or 36,000, right? But you know right up front this is the investment to make to work with this firm. And the beauty is we don't care how we're paid it, you're going to need to invest it somewhere. If it benefits you to invest it with us and you like how we think about it, then we take it out of the investment management fee. To me, that's the it's the fairest way to do it. One of the things you want to be careful about cuz I've seen this too is someone just says Nope, you just it'll, it'll just all be taken out of the portfolio. Well, okay, what do you need to get paid for the services that you provide? What is coming out of the portfolio? What's the all-in cost? Again, transparency, and how do you benefit as the client for that investment? Yeah, I think that's the best way to look at it. And it just, again, knowing where those fees are co coming from, how are you paying them? Uh, because it is a big difference. It seems kind of easy. Oh, it'll just come out of your portfolio. You don't have to worry about it. Well, you're not stroking a check every month. So it's easy to kind of lose sight of what that investment might actually be. And yeah. it, knowing it is, is the, the, what gives you peace of mind. If you understand what you're paying for and you understand what you're getting for it, that is how you sleep at night. That's how, you know, you made a good decision. So it goes back to all of our philosophies, you know, the way to wealth, living healthy, wealthy, wise, and happy, being able to focus on the now, you have to be able to get these worries off your mind. And so that's what we wanted to do today was really just attack this idea that fees have to be so complicated or there's something that people don't want to talk about. Um, we're comfortable talking about it. We're very transparent. We want to be able to share this with you because we know that that's what gives you peace of mind. So, yep. you know, being able to understand it exactly is important in your financial future. Yeah, totally. The other thing that I would point out is, you know, and I didn't mention this uh, much, but some are paid a commission and that's the only way they're paid. I have no judgment in any of this, just reality and an observation. If someone is only paid on a commission, well, then when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So they have a product that they get paid a commission and they don't disclose they're getting made a commission or it's the only way they get paid. Guess what? Every recommendation typically is going to be for that product. Mm, that's typically not ideal, right? So just know that. I'm not saying commissions are good or back. Some products are only paid that way. Okay, disclose it and make sure that's not the only thing that you have to offer. Two, it's why doing it where it's an investment that you know the, the investment you're going to need to be made, which I said 20000 to 36500 is we don't care where we get it. This is just the investment to work with us. So because of that, you're going to get un you can get unbiased advice because you do whatever you want to with the money. Put it in this product, use it in this firm. That's great. This is what it's going to take to invest and work with us. The other two things that I wanted to at least point out, Bonnie, is one, make sure you're aligned with the team you're working with. All right. What do I mean by that? Well, 
you mentioned cash flow planning, which pretty much everyone in the brother does. This just a typical cash flow plan, right? And there's a lot of variables in that, and there's nothing against cash flow planning. It's just that you, there's an inflation, you know, assumption. There's an interest rate growth of in, assumption. There's all these different assumptions. So it's not going to be that accurate. You're going to have to continue to monitor it. So what I'm saying is by aligned, maybe you're working with a CPA, you're working with an advisor, and they're like, max out all your qualified plans to the max. Okay, that's an option. Then you have to say, do you think taxes are going to be higher or lower when you retire? Do you think you're going to have higher income or lower income when you retire? Well, if the answer is, I think taxes are going to be higher. And if the answer is, I'm going to have the same income because I don't plan on going backwards. Well, then should you be doing that? That's what I mean by align, right? Don't completely advocate and just say, hand it over to someone blindly. Think through this and make sure you're aligned in philosophy and how you think, and it aligns with how they think. Then you can say, all right, we're on the same page. I like this recommendation. The only other thing I wanted to point out is how do you find an advisor that you are aligned with? Well, typically, someone that you have confidence in, maybe it's a friend or colleague or another professional. Maybe you love a certain tax attorney or CPA. Ask them or a friend you have a lot of confidence in that's in a similar situation as you. Ask them, would they enthusiastically rehire who they work with and why? That's a great starting point. Then making sure that person works as a team, it's not just them, and they don't have this huge ego where they have to have the best and the only answer, and they work and play well with others because no one has all the answers. So that's what I would look for when you're, if you're considering looking for someone. Are they aligned? Ask other professionals or people you have confidence in and make sure um, it's, if they're not silos with huge egos and there's another holes to go with that, but I'll leave that for another podcast. But yeah. yeah. And I would add to that, you know, I mean, I think a really good test is the very first time you walk into their office, how much of the conversation is about you and what you're looking for and what you need to solve for versus how much of the conversation is about them and what can they offer you and how can they you know, because if you get into a place where they're pushing their agenda right off the bat, you know, they clearly have one. And it goes back to what you talk about. You know, one of the, the big issues we deal with in this industry is getting to the bottom 10%, getting really clear on what it is that you're trying to accomplish so that recommendations and solutions are built for you. So that might be something you could do as well. When you go in and you have that first conversation, how are they approaching you? Is this a, I want to learn about you and I want to get to know you and I'm really curious? Or is this a meeting where they just want to tell you everything about their firm and about their financial planning and about their investment platform? Because that might just tell you right then and there what you need to know about them. And again, no judgment. If that's what you're looking for, if you want someone to come in and tell you what to do and just lay it out on the line, that might be the perfect firm for you to work with. But if you're really looking for someone who wants to get to the root issues that you're dealing with and wants to help you with creating unique solutions that are going to fit you, well, they should start by asking more questions than answering. Yeah. Don't and jump that's how things, recommendations. It's good. Yeah. That, and that's how things end well in my experience is that they, they really do get clear on what you're really trying to accomplish. Because if not, and they launch the solutions too quickly, you typically get into something that's not ideally fitted for you and who you really are and what's really happening in your life at the moment that works until it doesn't. And typically when it doesn't is a year or two down the road, things come up. It's not what I expected. And all of that happened is because they didn't get to the root issue because they didn't listen on the front end. So I totally agree with that. So 
if we we likely should wrap things up, Bonnie. However, anything I do have one more comment, but outside of that, anything you would want to add to the type of advisors that are out there and the type of investments or fees and cost structures that are out there. I don't think so, Scott. I think you've really you've done a good job of really covering everything. I guess one last piece of advice for everyone is to maybe, you know, spend some time thinking about what is the job you're hiring to be done. And that way you can make sure you're hiring the right professional to do it. And once you find the right professional, look at the cost as the investment that you're making to get the result that you're looking for. And you'll be very content. That's it. If you took nothing else away, what she just said, transparency, what is the all-in costs, let's reword that, all-in investment that needs to be made for me, fine, all-in, and how do I benefit from that? Take that away. You should be able to know that. You should be able to ask that. And then how you benefit, that would be my encouragement as a wrap up for this podcast. Thank you, Bonnie Belly. We'll do this again, of course. And thank you all for tuning into the Way to Wealth podcast, where we're all about making money simple so you can fully live now. We'll catch you on next week's episode. Later. The opinions voiced in Way to Wealth with Scott Ford, Managing Director, Partner, and Wealth Advisor of Carson Wealth, are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Way to Wealth are not affiliated with CWM LLC or Satara Advisor Networks LLC. Legato Family is not affiliated with Satara Advisor Networks LLC or CWM LLC. Carson Wealth, 19833, Leitersburg Pike, Suite 1, Hagerstown, Maryland, 21742.